It's called Brazilian pepper often. It's called uh, Florida holly sometimes. It is commonly understood that this plant was brought in on the nursery trade to landscape with. And one of the reasons it's called Florida holly is because uh, it would make these wonderful red berries. Um, and during December, uh, November, December, and January, they're particularly abundant, and it's probably uh, one of the most common non-native species in South Florida. This habitat behind me that you see right now is artificial. It's not supposed to be here. And the goal of the project is to remove this artificial habitat and replace it with the, the habitat that Florida wildlife is adapted to and is accustomed to using. The most critical part of this restoration to make it successful is to remove as much as technically feasible all of the soil down to the bedrock that we can. It, it's not technically described that way in any way, but once we get rid of this, I would really like to see a short hydroperiod prairie dominated by the muley and sawgrass. And so what we're gonna, what, what we're doing is the edges in some places, particularly on the, where they interface with the natural area is not distinct and clear in all cases. And so we have to kind of walk it and discuss it. The boundary comes through here. I don't know the common name. I just know that it, this was one of our imperiled species with this in the, within the park, Sideroxalon. Did you say it's threatened? Yeah, this is a special plant. Watch it, it'll grab me. And not only does the topography go down, but particularly like over in the Pinelands, the topography goes up. So in the hole in the donut, part of the restoration thing that we try to do is to recapture that as well. They tried all kinds of things back in the beginning to restore HID. And they tried plantings, they tried, they tried just simply chipping and mulching like what you guys are doing out there. And they tried burning it. Mm -hmm. But the pro again, that soil, if you don't get all, it just creates a situation where the, the natives are just not competitive. When I, when I look at this habitat uh, and I reflect on what was there before and the diversity of the native plants and flora that were there before, and I look at what we have here, um, it's regrettable uh, that we've lost the habitat that we've lost. One of the first phases of the work that we have to do is to bring this material down. And, and so some of the first equipment to come in uh, are the chippers. 
Other equipment that we use are uh, off-road dump trucks because then, once the material is down, they start to scrape it up and they need dump trucks to carry this off to the disposal site. The soil left by the farming is why we have uh, the Brazilian pepper. So the goal of the, the restoration work with contractors is to get rid of much of that soil as possible. of real concern on this back line are, are the pines. That, that holly can go. Once they cleared off the vast majority of the bulk soil and vegetation, they followed up with graders and with sweepers and uh, were able to sweep up the loose rubble and they've done just a, a very good job. I couldn't ask for a better final scrape. This is the most exciting part of what I do. It's, it, and once it's all over, that's the most rewarding part because then I can kind of point to a, a real tangible accomplishment. Well, I see a beautiful white flat surface. That's what I see. Uh, I see a, a lot of work. Um, uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time bringing down uh, the Brazilian pepper. We have the intact Brazilian pepper stands over here uh, in, in front of me. And then, of course, behind me, um, we have all of the area where the Brazilian pepper has been removed. And it's taken, you know, approximately two months of effort, uh, lots of equipment, lots of man hours to get that accomplished. But uh, it's done. Now that we've done this, now that we've exerted this level of effort to remove the soils generated through farming, we can sit back and watch the native species colonize the site on their own. Within a month, you will definitely be able to see a number of seedlings and after the next six months, by the end of the rainy season, this area will have a wide range of species in the early stages of succession, but certainly well distributed over across the, the area. And the target is a plant community that resembles the plant communities that were here before. And if you go and look at them, the two dominant plant species on those sites are muley grass and, and sawgrass. If you go through and walk through an area that's been restored, the diversity of wetland plant species, the invertebrates, the animals that utilize the site is extraordinary. I just think that for a restoration project, it's remarkably successful. The fact that you can so heavily manipulate an area, either 
through the farming practices that altered the landscape tremendously, then the restoration activities themselves can afterwards result in a plant community with a suite of species that uh, successfully colonizes of, it, of its own accord and so closely mimics, if not in actual species and in dominance, then in function and process, the wetland that was here before.